Today's episode of Miss Congeniality is brought to you by Athletic Greens. So I have been recently really into AG1 by Athletic Greens, Color Me Influenced, but with the author era coming up and some of my recent health scares, I've been really focused on extra immune system support and any way I can get a little more energy and just feel healthier because obviously I've just had a tough month and also I love a beverage and it's much easier for me to drink something nutritious than to like take a pill. And I really have noticed just an improvement in my digestion, clearer skin, better hair. I just feel better when I drink it in the morning and it's super easy. I just put it in my water bottle. I have my little beverage, you know, and I go about my day. AG1 gives you increased energy and mood support. It just makes it easy to live your best life. And that's, you know, that's what we want these days. Every single scoop is also packed with like a ton of vitamins, minerals, whole food sourced ingredients. And what more could I possibly ask for than that? That I trust them. That makes me feel good. So if you are looking for an easier way to take supplements, Athletic Greens is giving you a free one-year supply of vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. Go to athleticgreens.com slash Eli. That's athleticgreens.com slash E-L-I and go check it out. Love ya. It's a solo episode, y'all. Welcome back to another episode of Miss Congeniality. Hi, I'm so excited to just to just do this shit today. Like, my team was like, what's the podcast about this week? And I was like, it's literally going to be about everything and nothing. Like, we have not sat down and really got into it in a minute. And that's what needs to happen. That's what's going to happen. That's what's happening right now. So, hi, I hope you're so good. I hope you loved last week's podcast. I know I did. It was honestly one of my favorite podcasts that I've done in a really long time. And honestly, I kind of want to start talking about that. I got so many messages from people in my life who hadn't followed Serena before or had followed Serena and didn't know about everything she spoke about that were just blown away by her. And I'm blown away by her consistently. So I feel really grateful that she came on. And if you haven't listened to that conversation, I think that you'll you'll really, really, really take something away. And it was kind of one of those conversations that, for lack of a better phrase, I didn't know I needed because I was thinking on on my way over about something I had read about like how nobody ever tells um, or how people weaponize relatability against women. And so when women get successful, people cheer them on until they're too successful. And then it becomes, oh, she's not relatable. And that's a weapon that's used against women to destroy them, which is so interesting. And I was thinking about that on the way over. And I was thinking then I had a sub thought, which was like, well, it's so crazy to me that nobody's ever said like, oh, you know, like, this guy on TikTok isn't relatable anymore or like, oh, this male celebrity, he's not relatable. Like you never get that shit. And then Serena literally brought that up without me even having to say anything. She was just like, it's so crazy to me how no one's ever said, oh, Noah Beck's not relatable. And I'm, I was like, I was literally just thinking that it was so refreshing to just talk about it. And she said something, um, where she was like, I, at this point, I'm going to win an Oscar and I'm going to be on the cover of Vogue. And, I forget her third thing that she said. And she was like, I think people are afraid to just say it. And I was like, you're so fucking right. And also so often I think we tell women that they're not allowed to dream that big. And it was just really refreshing to have a conversation with her. And I think that if 
you've ever been put off by the way a woman talks about her own success or her wants and desires or the things that she hopes happens in her own life. It's, it's time to just think about why. And for a really long time, whenever I heard any woman say something like, well, I'm going to win an Oscar and do this or that. I was like, Oh, I don't like her. Oh, she's too much. She's this, she's that. And I realized it was like my own insecurity and jealousy. And honestly, like a lot of internalized misogyny that I was carrying around with me. And that conversation just really was so eye-opening to me. So Serena, you're a fucking rock star. And if you guys haven't listened to the conversation, you really should because it really just hit. It was amazing. Okay, but to get us started, I think we just have to talk about like the book launch of it all and the book party. From the bottom of my heart, if you pre-ordered the book, thank you so, so, so much. I know on two episodes ago, I talked a little bit about how important pre-order is to authors and it is so important. You guys blew me out of the water. You blew me away with how many copies that we've sold so far. I don't get all the numbers, but I do get the ones from Amazon and I'm just absolutely floored. You guys really showed up and I just can't thank you enough. So I have to just give you guys a huge thanks. If you haven't pre-ordered yet, I know I haven't announced any of these things, but there's some really exciting stuff in the works for listeners of the podcast and fans and readers who pre-ordered the book. Um, this is going to be the first of many, you know, I'm, I love being a creator. I love creating, but I'm really switching gears. Like I'm going to be an author and a published author at that. And I can't wait to just continue on this path and keep writing. I'm kind of thinking about some second book ideas. And I think while I'm traveling over the next few months and while I'm healing from my surgery, I'm really going to start working on more writing because I just, I love flexing that muscle and it's been such a gift to share everything I've been able to share with you. So thank you from the bottom of my heart. If you pre-ordered the book, if you haven't yet, run, don't walk. And if you're curious as to where you should pre-order the book, my biggest recommendation is pre-ordering from an indie. It's just support your, support your local bookstores. So if you haven't pre-ordered from an indie, please do that. If you can, it's just the best way. And most indies have them. You could also pre-order from my personal favorite indie books are magic, which is a bookstore in Brooklyn. But I know everybody wants to hear about the launch launch party of it all. So I think we should, can, and will start there because just simply how could we not? How could we not? So I'm just going to take you through the whole thing. So basically day of, I was basically just getting glam all day um, and it was great. It was wonderful. It was everything of the sort. My dress was from Anthropology. My mom and I actually found it when I was in the hospital I was going to hire a stylist and I keep thinking about hiring a stylist, but I don't know if I'm ready yet. I don't really feel like I'm at stylist level. I don't know who you have to be or like when you get to a level where you want to have a stylist, but like, I don't feel like I'm there yet. So, um, we got ready, me and Allie and Allie was twirling around my room dancing before we had a little champagne at my apartment and her dress just like broke. Now, lucky for me, my other roommate and best friend, Rachel, has a sewing machine. So she quickly fixed it. And of course, there was a touch grass, which is like someone commented on the video that I made about this on TikTok. Like, why wasn't Rachel invited? It's like, okay, be fucking for real. Obviously, Rachel is my best friend. She's coming to the party. It's just that Allie was visiting me long distance. Like, she has to come early. I'm not just going to leave her. So Allie and I went and met up with my family at the Standard. And we all had to get there a little bit early because there was some press that I had to do and some journalists that were coming that I had to talk to. And I just had to make sure everything was in check. Honestly, 
over at the standard, which they were the one of the most amazing sponsors and hosts that we could have possibly asked for. I've been in love with this hotel forever. When we first started talking to them about like having this event at the standard and working with them, they were like, we're huge fans of Eli, which literally I was like, holy shit, I've stayed here a million times. This hotel is amazing. I've always wanted to have sex against the full length glass windows. Um, and all the things. So it was just like absolutely surreal moment that the party was held at the standard. Like just being that I've literally, I have nothing but good things to say about that hotel. So we got the ball rolling. People started to come. It got really crowded really fast, which was so crazy. I feel like I have a problem and trouble with like when people are nice to me. I don't know like what that is from childhood. I just always feel like I don't deserve like to be, not that now I've gotten comfortable with feeling like I deserve to be celebrated, but it always surprises me when people are super nice or like they want to celebrate me in a super loud way. So it was so incredible to see like everybody show up and the energy was just amazing. And I'm not just saying that because it was my event. Like I, so many people were like, I made all these new friends. I came alone. I didn't know anybody. Like everyone was so friendly. And it just made me realize that like the ethos that we're taking into this tour and the energy that we're using and honing going forward is this energy of love and light and excitement and beauty and and just friendship like people being able to build community and make friends with each other because that's just like what the fucking life is about so once like so from like seven when it started until like 9 30 it was very crowded and everybody was like outside we had tons of activations and cute things and then like I think like a good chunk of people headed out slash some new people came around like 9, 30, 10. So the last hour was literally just like me, Ali, like all my best friends, my brothers, like a couple people that had lingered, my family. And we were just like super drunk by that point. Now, I, I would say that like most people were really drunk at the party, but like we took it to another level. It was like open bar situation. I think that's why. So we, I like have such a chaotic memory of this, but like we leave when we like get kicked out and anybody that was there like comes with us to like a secondary bar and this whole situation ensues which was like super crazy and ended up with Jess's toe like probably broken it's definitely severely bruised we haven't confirmed if it's broken or not and whatever and we're all waiting for our ubers outside on the curb and Allie looks at Jess and goes it had to end in assault while Jess's toes are like bleeding and her toenails falling off and she was so drunk. We were all just drunk and it was hilarious. Like I literally thinking about that moment, I can't stop laughing. And the next day everybody was texting me like, I'm so deeply unwell. I'm like, that's what an open bar will do to you. But I have been thinking about it. I don't think I can have a wedding. I know I've been talking about what my wedding and weddings forever, but like, obviously I had fun. Like I was on such a high cloud nine and like best night of my life, but I didn't enjoy it. If that makes sense, because I was so focused. I had to say hi to everyone. I never got to talk to anyone for longer than like 90 seconds to 120 seconds because I had so many people to say hello to, which I'm so grateful for, but I can't imagine being a bride. I would be miserable. Also as somebody who does not get really fulfilled from like extroverted socialization, I think I would die having a wedding. Like this is just confirmed. I'm destinationing it all the way. I might courthouse it. You guys don't hold me to this. Like there's a very good chance I switch up, but like in this moment in time, I know how it feels to throw a really big party. I do not know how it feels to throw a wedding, but I just know I'll be miserable at my own wedding. Like I know extroverted girlies will say that they don't agree 
And I wish I was you because I, I don't think I can do it. Not to say it's not fun. Like, I don't know how to describe it, but being an introvert, it feels like socializing is fun, but you don't enjoy yourself. I don't know how to describe, but ultimately like it was seriously the, one of the best nights of my life. I cannot wait for the tour. We are currently working on securing locations for up to 13 cities and tour will be January to June, 2024. And that's when you're going to get a lot of opportunities to meet me in person. So kind of revving up to tour and revving up to the book coming out. We have so many things planned for you guys to build community. We're going to do merch. We're going to have all this stuff coming and it's all going to be amazing. But we're not going to have like the biggest stuff, like tour level stuff until the book comes out. And I know it's a while to wait, but I think we're going to be okay. Like we're going to just keep doing my regular content, keep doing our regular podcasts. And if you guys have any recommendations for things that you would love to see or hear during this era, please let me know. But ultimately I really feel like what the vibe is, is that we just have to get ready for December and summer is going to fly by. Like I'm living Barbie movie to Barbie movie. Like seriously, like by the time we get the Barbie movie, we're going to basically be halfway there. So just keep that in mind. Okay. But let's talk about like <laughs> the thing on everybody's lips, just mine basically, which is that I'm having surgery tomorrow. Finally, I cannot believe it's been a full fucking eight weeks since my appendix perforated, burst, whatever it did. I don't fucking know. Ultimately, I am so excited for this surgery because I can't wait to have it out and to just be done. Do you know what I mean? That's really what I need. I need to be done. I need to be at home recovering and just over it because I'm emotionally over it and I'm physically over it. And I feel like it's just the beginning because my OBGYN was like, I can't do anything with in terms of like, um, endometriosis or anything like that until your appendix is out because everything down there is too inflamed and I can't start the new medication that I'm taking for PCOS until my appendix is out. So it just literally feels like I can't do anything until this appendix is out and I just need it to get the fuck out. So I'm really excited about that. Um, obviously. And I'll keep you guys updated by the time you're listening to this. I'm hopefully feeling better. Like everybody has been sending me such good vibes. I have awful health anxiety. So this is definitely like something I don't want to think about or talk about too much. So shifting gears, um, my new apartment, I guess our new apartment, which is crazy. I'm officially here. Um, I got everything all finalized. I put a video up on TikTok. If you're curious, I might post it to reels depending. I don't want to give too much away. I didn't show like a full tour of everything. Just like a couple clips, um, just the living room and my glam room, a little, little peek into the bedroom. So I'm really excited. I just feel like really having a lot of space is so good. And I don't know if you guys know this about me. I'm not a big, I love New York City and I have a soft spot for it in my heart. I love Broadway, but I'm not a big New York City girl. I like a much chiller, quieter sort of, I don't know, less chaotic um, place in terms of like where I see myself. I've always seen myself like in a farmhouse or a cottage. I really like like a porch swing. I love like I love like a early morning just silence vibe that you don't get in New York. And for some people, they need that like hustle and bustle. And part of me does love that. But just being on the Jersey side is so much better suited for my mental health, I think. So I'm really excited to be over here. Don't know how long we'll be here. Lease goes month to month. So we'll see. Um, I'm also going to be traveling throughout most of July and August, which was to be probably expected especially with my 25th birthday and everything so I'm gonna be in Italy and then London and then I'm gonna be in Portland Maine so super excited about specifically Maine like everybody once I said that I'm going to Maine I either said it on the podcast or I don't remember exactly when 
everyone like freaked out. They were like, you're going to be obsessed with Maine. And I really feel like Maine is such a me coded place, especially with what I just said in terms of that. I like like that quiet aspect. I don't know how quiet Portland is, but you guys have sent me so many good wrecks that I just like absolutely can't wait to get there and like try all the food places and like do all the things. And like, I don't know, just like see Maine. Maybe I'll never leave. I'll definitely leave. You know, we got a lot to do over here, down here, but, um, I'm just really excited to go there. So I think that's like one of my biggest excitements right now is the Maine trip. And then obviously Europe as well. And seeing Veronica and all that good stuff. I will be in London when the Barbie movie comes out, which is just, I don't know how to feel like it's going to be crazy, but so grateful that I get to see it with Veronica because you guys know that like that would be a full Ronnie recap, just recapping the Barbie movie itself. It's just, there's so much there. Like, and to what do we owe the honor genuinely? But very, very excited for that. I have a lot of outfits planned for Italy. So I'm I'm really looking forward to it. I'm still reading Eat, Pray, Love because I'm reading it on my Kindle. So it's like the other book that I'm reading that's not fiction. And then I'm reading Old Enough by Haley Jacobson, which is her debut, which came out today, June 20th. So you guys, now it's been out for a few days. But if you're looking for a new fiction book, it's just, it's amazing. And I'm not just saying that because she's my friend. Like, I wouldn't wreck things to you guys that I don't believe in. And I believe in this book. I believe in this story. I believe in her writing. She inspires me so much. And if you're curious to learn more about her, I have a podcast episode with Haley discussing her book deal and how she got her book deal and all the good things so I'm so excited about that I'm like probably 50% of the way through the book I wish I was able to finish it before it came out but I did get a bit of a head start because I just like I don't want spoilers I don't want to know what happens so I'm kind of going slow but I think during my recovery I'll have some time to read it I'm also doing a sex in the city rewatch right now which is on brand, on brand for the moment. I don't know what started it. I think one day I was like, I need a comfort TV show. Do I watch Real Housewives of New Jersey? Where am I going with this? What's comforting to me? And then I was like, Sex in the City. Like, I need to watch Sex in the City. Then I got super into it, and now I can't stop watching it. And I just want to wear mini dresses and heels and go out to eat and talk shit with my friends. Um, and, and I will do that. I will do that. Once I'm feeling a little bit better, <laughs> then I will do that. Another thing I'm really looking forward to this summer is cancer season. Am I wrong or do the vibes feel as high as they've ever fucking been before cancer season? Like by the time you guys are listening to this, it is cancer season. And I just, I know that it's going to be the best we've ever had. Like June 21st to July 22nd is going to fucking hit. It's going to hit. And the, the, we have to make a thing a thing. The way that something hits and the way that something hits hard is when you're like, this is going to hit hard. Manifest it. Like, it shit's going to pop off. I just know it. And so happy cancer season. I wanted to let you guys know that we're going to do a little game where I just asked on Instagram, um, give me your opinion on dot, dot, dot. And I'm just going to like free ball it. But first, of course you guys needed your touch grass of the week. There's kind of two. So the first one is I posted a mini grocery haul, like kind of, do you know how there's two kinds of grocery hauls? There's a grocery haul where you're like going to get like everything. Like you're literally out of everything. It's like your main haul. And then there's like a mini haul. So I posted a mini haul, literally wrote that it was mini. There wasn't like, I wasn't getting like chicken and turkey burgers and um, beyond burgers. And I wasn't getting like flour and I wasn't getting like cookies and ice cream. I already had all that stuff, chips, popcorn, like all those things. It was more so like perishable snack items, like cucumber and hummus like cheese cubes crackers 
almond milk, like easy things like pasta, whatever. Somebody commented, this is giving disordered eating. I cannot describe to you how fucked that comment is. What do you mean? Like, what do you mean? You know what is giving disordered eating? When someone's like, this is what I eat in a day. And it's like two berries and a sip of water. That's giving disordered eating. Somebody just picking out like healthy and then also just like regular normal foods and like filling up a grocery cart with like applesauce, cheese, turkey, bread, like what else did I get? Vanilla syrup for coffee, yogurt. Like that's a giving disordered eating. I also being that I am recovered from an, a very, very lengthy history with disordered eating. It fucking drives me crazy when other people who have no idea anything about you. And like, I would like to say, if you're listening to this, you know, something about me, like we're friends, we're homies for the most part. We're good. Also, if you hate me and you've taken an hour out of your week, like what are you doing? Like, please go get a life. Like it's an hour. Like you could do so much with that. Anyway. Um, I, I don't know. I just like, I just like these people don't know me who are commenting these things. And it's so insane to me. So that's touch grass. Number one, touch grass. Number two is that I have a new hater who like regularly comments on my TikToks, which is I've been freed from this for a while, which is so interesting, but basically they comment on everything I do and I can tell they're very jealous of the book specifically. And I gave them a little warning the first time they were doing it because they started to be really mean to people in my comments who were being nice to me and commenting on their appearance. And I was like, listen, like you don't know what someone's going through. People in my life have taken their own life, have literally taken their own life. You have no idea. And this person continued to do it even though I said that. And that's how I know that you are a sick and fucking twisted person. If someone tells you, hey, you might want to be careful. People take their own lives sometimes because of what they read online and how hurtful that stuff can be. And I'm not talking about me. I'm talking about other people. Somebody could have been been having a really awful day and could be very depressed and deep in the trenches of depression and read something and that could send them over the edge. You don't fucking know. And even if that's not the case, just like, why are you so cruel? Like jealousy must be eating you alive if you're going to do this. But ultimately they were commenting back to like every single person on my page that was like, how did you get your book deal? I'd love to hear more, blah, 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 blah. Being like generational wealth and like just being insufferable and annoying. And I'm like, Listen, like my privilege plays into every single part about my life and my success. And I've never denied that once. And so this person is attacking me every single, I'm literally having to like bleep out comments and they're criticized. They're yelling at me, all these things. I'm like, I am just trying to do my best. And I want to let you guys know that that's kind of what I realized through the situation. Cause I was fighting back with them for a while and it was just getting me really upset. I'm doing my best. I will acknowledge my privilege every fucking day of the week. I will let you know that my success is 100% because of how privileged I have been. But I also want people to know that this is how I got my book deal. And I'd love to share that information. But when there's someone attacking me, I'm like, holy fuck, I just want to share this information. I just want to help other people do the same thing. Like if I'm able to open a door and get something that I've been working for, I want to bring other people in with me. I want to share resources and how you can also get a book deal and how other people who didn't grow up with the same privileges as I did can have the things that I have. That's like what's most important to me. So that person needs to touch grass. But the biggest thing and my biggest takeaway is that if you're ever, ever going to comment something mean, just take a step back and don't do it. Because for me, if you want to comment something mean, if you want to talk shit on me, do it. Be my guest. I don't care. I know you do it. I know you're out there in the world. It's fine. I'm, I'm fine. I'm going to be okay. But I will not let 
people and haters on the internet hurt members of my community. It's not happening. It's done. I, I, I care about you guys so fucking much. And I'm like two seconds away from blocking this person because they need to touch grass. But like, ultimately I just can't believe like, I can't, I'm like really touch grass is the only thing I can think to say, because I'm like, in what world do you just start attacking strangers online? Like that's when it just gets like, what's happening but also don't fuck with me because I'm going to stand for my community I'm going to ride for them and I'm going to let everybody know that I am doing my best and if you have a problem with my best just block me so yeah they need to touch grass and that's really it that's really all I have to say um they probably listen to this too because they think they're a little obsessed. Okay guys, let's thank one of our sponsors today. I have been in my cooking girl sort of wellness era because I've had so many health scares come up in the past few months and I just want to be you know, in my healthy wellness era in general. And with the author era here, I feel like I really need to focus on that. And one of my big lifestyle switches has been implementing a lot of nourishing snacks throughout the day. I just feel like I've been so busy. I've been on the go and having nourishing snacks is so important. Whether at the gym, on the go or between meals, I go for the Mosh protein bars. They are the smart stack to keep your brain and body fit, fueled and feeling good. And I'm not kidding, they really do that. If you're busy and constantly on the go like I am, you need to try Mosh. It is literally a protein bar made for your brain. They taste so good. They come in so many flavors with 12 grams of protein each. Currently, my personal fave is peanut butter crunch or cookie dough crunch. I can't really choose, but they're all gluten-free. Don't settle for a mediocre snack when you can nourish your body and mind and fuel it with what it needs to succeed. So whether you're at the gym, on the go, or just living your best life, Mosh protein bars will keep your brain and body fit, fueled, and feeling good. You guys can head to moshlife.com slash M-I-S-S to save 20% off plus free shipping on your first six-count trial pack. That's 20% off plus free shipping on your first six-count trial pack, which includes all six amazing flavors. M-O-S-H-L-I-F-E dot com slash capital M, capital I, capital S, capital S. Love you guys. Happy snacking. And shout out again to all the people who hate me. What is that quote? But are sitting in a dark room watching my show. You are obsessed and sick. It's that sound. Um, Rant over. I just wanted to like put out a branch that if anybody's ever been rude to you in my comment section specifically, karma is a god and like they're not gonna, it's not gonna end well for them. And that's something I know to be true. All right. Let's play a game because that's so much more fun than talking about angry people online. I just wanted to make sure you guys are all okay and that you know that people are fucking crazy and all you have to do is like do your best, be kind to yourself and others and work hard and then you're doing all you can do and if someone doesn't like you, that's 100% okay. They're allowed to not like you. People are allowed to not like me, but keep it to yourself or like talk about it over brunch with your friends. Like what the fuck are you doing spending hours of your life like terrorizing random people on the internet like be fucking for real touch grass all right let's have some fun all right give me your take on bachelorette parties oh do I have a take for you guys okay here's my take I listen after throwing my I'm really like wedding my brain right now is like beep beep boop boop like I, I can't even think about planning a wedding like if my boyfriend proposed to me, like, we're not ready. We've talked about that. Like, we know we're not. And not because we don't love each other, just because it's like, we're not ready to plan a wedding. That's not where we're at. And if you're there and you're 22, 23, if you're younger than me, if you're my age, I love that for you. Mazel tov. Invite me to the wedding. I can't wait to come. I know I'm not ready for a wedding. So I don't really know how I would feel about my own bachelorette. I don't really think I would want to have a big one. I just think, okay, 
I see so many horror stories of like, I had to spend so much fucking money on my friend's bachelorette. I never want to be the friend. I would never make my friend spend a lot of money. First of all, like anything over like $300, I would feel so awful. So if I wanted to do something really fun, I would either want to make sure everybody could afford it and they would want to go. Or I would just, honestly, I would have to be in a financial place where I would pay for everybody because I can't imagine requiring my friends to buy plane tickets. Like in this economy, I don't know. So I would either do something fun at home or I would do something where if I had the ability to pay for everybody, that would be crazy. But everybody, it doesn't stretch that far. I don't think I'm going to have a bridal party. I don't really like, I want to have a maid of honor and like maybe have some people around me on that day, but I don't really want like, I'm not a traditional type of person. And if you are, that's totally okay. My parents had a huge bridal party and they stood up next to them during the wedding. Like, I don't want to have that for myself, but like, if you want to have that for you, I love that. So I don't really know how I feel about bachelorette parties. Like, I'm sure I'm going to go on some hopefully. I don't know. Like my friends, I don't know if I have any friends. Like I have people that I'm friendly with and that I'm friends with that are getting married and I'm going to their weddings, but none of my like best friends who like all be in their weddings are like in their periphery, like getting ready for a bachelorette at all. So I feel like this is also not in my brain right now because my boyfriend's friends and cousins and stuff are getting married, but my friends aren't right now. And if you are getting married again, can you please invite me? Cause I'm kind of like ready to go to weddings and I kind of want to crash one. Um, but that's how I feel about bachelorette parties. Okay. Let's see. Do, do, do. Staying friends after a breakup. Okay. For me, this isn't going to work unless we were friends before and we continued to be friends after. And so if like, Okay. So if I was like besties with this guy and then we started dating and then it wasn't working out, I would probably try to maintain that friendship with him. But I think no matter what, there's going to be a period of time in between when you break up and when you're going to become and stay friends that you need to just like take a rest. I feel like it's too much to be like, okay, now we're just going to be friends again. I don't know how you do that. But I think eventually almost anyone could be friends with an ex. I'm definitely friendly with one of my exes. I'm not friends with any of them. I also just like... I cannot imagine giving a high five to someone who's seen me naked, like a friendly high five or a fist bump or like a weird hug. I don't know. It's just like not really like something I'm ready for in my brain, but that could just be me. I think everybody's different and there's like a very good chance that you could be friends with the next and it could be great. Ranch dressing. Okay. My take on ranch dressing. It's much better in the Midwest and it's very, very integral that when you're in the Midwest, you eat your pizza with ranch dressing. End of story. Goodbye. That's it. Okay. Dieting. I'm not really like, okay, this is actually my take. So I think we've gotten to a problematic place on the internet where when people want to eat healthy, but they're not being restrictive and they're still nourishing themselves and eating enough, people are like, this is diet culture. It is not diet culture to eat just without any restraints, but to just prefer healthier foods. And maybe for a dietary reason, like a health reason, you might have to do that. But if you're the type of person who's like, I can't eat it. If you're an almond mom, obviously that's diet culture. But what I'm saying is people that just on a regular day-to-day -day basis eat healthy, but they don't restrict themselves and they eat more than enough and they feel their bodies and they don't have a bad relationship with food. Like that's not diet culture to me. So dieting, I'm not a personal fan of for myself because I just... I've had such a bad history with food, but I think we also see online when people say they want to lose weight and they're going to do so in a healthy way, 
people attack those people for diet culture as well. And I'm like, it's okay to just be happy with your body and not want to lose weight. It's okay to be fat, skinny, short, tall, whatever you are, you should accept and love your body. And if you're somebody who is wanting to lose weight or go on some kind or make lifestyle changes, I think I prefer to the word diet in order to lose weight in a healthy way for themselves, but they still in the current state love and respect their bodies. I also think that's okay. I think we've gotten to a place online that people don't let other people like want to alter themselves. And I just think it's kind of strange. Like for me personally, I'm not going on a diet and I'm not really switching any lifestyle things about myself. I eat chips and ice cream every fucking day. Okay. Like I, I live too long to not do that shit. Um, like I have tortilla chips sitting at the door right now. I eat tortilla chips every fucking day. I'm obsessed with them from this one place called Pico Taco. If you're in Jersey city, you have to go there. It's so fucking good. My fish foods in the freezer and cherry Garcia. I have both those same bowl. So good. They taste so good together. Okay. That's just me. I'm not looking to have a diet or lifestyle changes right now, but if somebody else is like, I would like to make some lifestyle changes because I want to lose weight for me in a healthy way. I'm not going to just villainize them. So I think that's my take. Oh my God. I'm getting so heated. I always get so heated when we do things like this. I just see people get like absolutely fucking fucked up online for like no reason when I'm like, okay, maybe they just wanted to eat healthy today. Is that a crime? Like they're eating plenty. And then they're also like fueling their bodies and they're not restricting themselves. So yeah. Okay. Someone said bar. I don't really like pure bar. I don't know. I haven't really been there since college, but it never really, maybe I'm just not doing it right. I know it's supposed to get like the tiny muscles. When I go to a workout class though, that I'm paying for, I want to fucking sweat. Like I, I usually do two or three workout classes a week since my appendix, like situation, I've not been working out. Like I go on walks and then sometimes I'll walk on the treadmill and then I go to workout classes. Like, I guess I am working out, but uh, comparatively not even close to as much. I really want to like fucking sweat and maybe I'm not doing pure bar right, but I never sweat at, at a bar class. So that's why I'll do core power or soul cycle. Something that I feel like I really got my money's worth and like the adrenaline is pumping. Like I think I don't really feel endorphins after a PR bar class. I kind of just like leave. And also the energy isn't like feral. Like I like like feral music. I want to hear the ABBA bumping. Like I want to be hooting and hollering during class. And I feel like that doesn't happen at bar. So I would say that's, that's just not for me. All right. New York versus LA quality of living. I can't really speak to this because I don't live in LA. I would love to live in LA because I love LA. But I know in my heart and soul that if I lived in LA, I would never ever see anyone ever because I would just like be in my house and be in my car. I feel like when you live in New York City or Jersey City or whatever, like there's a lot of walking, there's a lot of commuting, like you're being inherently social when you go outside. I feel like it's not the same in LA and I would hermit it up if I lived there, but it would kind of be fun. Like I would hermit it the fuck up and yeah, it would kind of be, it would kind of be a slight. I, I really like Los Angeles. Like I'm a big, big fan. Someone said a drunk sig. Um, listen, I'm not going to villainize you if you do it. Like, it's not good for you. We all know it. Like, we've all seen the statistics. Um, I don't really do that in America just because I'm not really I'm I have a very non-addictive personality. So nicotine really doesn't do it for me. I'm not like I don't really like it. But I will say when I'm in Europe, of course, a drunk cig like you have a bottle of wine, then you're walking down an Italian cobblestone street and you're not going to smoke a cig like be fucking for real. You know what? Maybe I should not be like saying that. But like when I am in Europe, that's the time that I would do it. Otherwise, I'm not really into it. And like, you know, I'm just cautioning you against the harms of nicotine. Um, just, you know be careful. Look out for yourself. Okay. Someone said almond milk is better than oat milk. 
I do think that almond milk has a specific taste that is more palatable than oat milk is. I like both for different beverages. Do you know what I mean? Like for me, a pumpkin spice latte needs to be almond milk, but a chai latte needs to be oat milk. And that's just how I see it. I have both in the fridge. I also have macadamia nut milk, which is one of my favorites. I think it's quite creamy. And um, yeah, that's just how I feel. All right. All right. Not all frat boys are bad. No, I agree. I don't think anybody that's in a bad group, like, okay, if it's like a terrible, heinous frat and he's just like staying in it, like, cause he wants to like be fucking for real. But I don't think that like all men in Greek life are horrible. You know what I mean? Like I definitely dated a frat boy in there. Was it a great idea? No. Would I do it again? Probably. I probably would. Okay. 75 hard. I'm anti. And the reason being anything that promotes restricting in any way leads to a binge for me. If it's like restricting alcohol for dry January, I know how healthy that is for you. I'm going to be honest. It's just going to make me binge alcohol in February. When I set myself into workout like requirements of two workouts a day, it sends me into a spiral that reminds me of bad times. But again, like everything in life, if it works for you, I'm so happy for you. It's okay that it doesn't work for me. We're allowed to have a difference in opinion. Golf. I hate, I hate it. Um, really I'm a non-fan. I don't like when my boyfriend plays golf. Um, I like women in golf. I think that's cool. I think that's cool. That's okay. You know, women in anything. For me, golf's going to be a no. Uh, I don't have the patience for golf and I'm very, very bad at it. All right. Aperol spritzes. Um, I hate them. <laughs> uh, golf and Aperol spritzes. Like those are, those aren't it for me. I just think, okay, an Aperol spritz doesn't taste good. I will have an occasional spritz if it if the vibes are right, but I don't like it. I would always rather have wine or a margarita and it is what it is. All right. Pisces men, listen, it ranges because my brothers and my ex are all Pisces men and they all have the same fucking birthday. How crazy is that? And I like actually like don't think there's a worse person in the world than my ex. Like uh, there probably is like Elon Musk and whatnot. Like actually though, like he's just it's fine. But my brothers, like, they're the light of my life. Like, they're, they're the best thing that ever happened to me. So I would say it ranges, and you have to look at the rest of someone's chart to really make a consideration about them. Okay. Love Island UK, let's be honest, it's the best. It's the best fucking version of Love Island. It will never be recreated. It is show-stopping. It is brilliant. The best season is the one with Kem and Chris and Amba and Olivia and it's so fucking good like that they don't make television like that anymore I know that wasn't that long ago but like that season is elite it will never be better okay it will never be better family blog channels vlog vlog no I'm not into it listen listen I think it's problematic and I know I follow and have mutuals who post their children online and that's their choice that's their choice I really don't think it's okay I just can't imagine being, I don't know, even like 13 years old and like coming into consciousness and realizing my parents have been broadcasting everything. Like the LeBrants literally are like, our kid is in the, in the hospital and it's like a pick in the back of the ambulance. They're like vlogging the birth. I'm sorry. Like I know people vlog births or what be, uh, if I ever fucking do that, you guys better come at me and cancel me. If I vlog my birth cancel me because I just can't imagine first of all wanting to share that moment with you guys no offense love you but why would you guys want to watch that I hope you don't but also I just like for my own child's sake I just can't imagine their entire lives being plastered all over the internet and there's so many creepy weird people out there it's just 
I don't know. It's a lot. And I know everyone makes their own decisions about this. And I think there are definitely, there are definitely circumstances like where I know the parents are being ethical about it and are putting the money that the kid makes away in like savings accounts. I just think it's really sticky. Cause like there were, there's so many family channels on the internet that I also really like, but I feel really like uncomfortable by because I'm just like, I can't imagine being this kid. I can't imagine what it does to you. I don't know. But like, I also don't know, like, I just don't know. It's tough, but I'm pretty anti. Like I will never, if I have a children or a child, I will never put them on the internet until they're like literally elder teens. I, I don't want them anywhere forward facing. I want them to be able to make that decision for themselves. And if I do end up having leverage and like there's a world in which they could also create content or write a book or whatever they wanted to do. Um, and I, and I could help them with that. I would want that choice to be something they made in their brain. That's developed enough to make that decision. All right. Houston, Texas tour date. Listen, I'm trying my best, but they said I had to pick one Texas location and right now it's Austin, but never say never. You guys know I love Houston. All right. Sending your kids to private versus public school. Private school was never an option growing up. Um, We were going to just go to public school. Like I never, we never had a conversation about like going to any other schools. Like I was just in public school from elementary on, um, kindergarten on, honestly. So I don't know, like I don't know why people would opt for private school over public school. I loved my public schools. Obviously, I grew up in an area with an amazing private school, a public school system rather. But there are people around me that went to private school. I don't really know the difference. Like, obviously, I can understand the differences, but I don't really know, like, the reasons people choose private because that was never even a conversation for us. Um, But I love public school. Like, I had the best time at my public high school, like – not the bet like when I was in it I was like I hate high school but looking back I'm like that was just like an amazing like experience to have um yeah I only have fond memories I know my brain forgot a lot of the horrible ones but I only have fond memories um I'll probably like I also like I feel like if I lived somewhere where the public schools were awesome like I would just send my kids to public school okay money in a relationship how often to go out who pays when etc um for me personally the person who makes more money in the relationship should be the one taking on the majority of spending because and that's especially if especially if the person who makes more money in the relationship is interested in doing things that are more expensive um I just think like let's just say you're in a relationship and you make more money than your partner and you want to go out to like an omakase sushi dinner and your partner can't afford it um I just think you should be paying I think at first if you're in cisgender heterosexual situation the man should always pay just chivalry you know it shouldn't be dead if sexism is still alive um but for yeah but for me in my current relationship um we kind of just like split costs to the best of our abilities and rent and everything um and we talk it out on like a point-to-point basis like if we're out to dinner like and one person asks the other person to go to that restaurant maybe they'll pay sometimes we split if it's tickets for something whatever we kind of have a running debt going but overall I think the person who makes more money should be the person who um whoever makes more money is the person that should pay more often I think that just like makes the most sense Okay, people say transplants in New York City. Well, that just means somebody that's not born and raised there. Like, ultimately, I think New Yorkers who are born and raised in New York are the only real New Yorkers, and they are better than all of us, and they're elite, and they're amazing. And they deserve to be like, I'm a fucking native New Yorker. I am a New Yorker. 
If you've lived in New York for a decade or more, I think you could consider yourself a New Yorker. And if you consider that you're going to stay there for a while, but like if you're just passing through for a few years and you're the type of person where you're like, but I would never raise a family here. You're not a New Yorker. You're just like hanging out. And that's fine. I feel like, I feel like people love to like throw around terms. Um, and I kind of get it <laughs> on some level. Like I also, as a technical transplant, cause I didn't grow up here because I don't live in New York city technically anymore, but like I'm close enough. I, I wouldn't be offended if someone was like, you're a transplant. It's like, yeah, that's right. Like you are better than me. If you grew up in New York city, like you deserve to be the one that's the New Yorker. I wouldn't get that mad about that. I feel like there's just like so many other things that we could get mad at. Seeing your best friend cheat on her boyfriend. At the end of the day, your allegiance is to your best friend. So while you can recommend things that she should do and you could tell her, you think that she should be honest and tell him, it's really not your place to tell him yourself. I think that's like really kind of like, I don't know. I think that if my best friend cheated on her boyfriend, the last thing I would do is tell him, like, I don't think that's right. I'm not celebrating it. Like I, I would never cheat. That's not something that's in, even in, in my like capabilities. I don't think like, I just am too much of a lover and, and too, and, and I empathize with people a lot in that way, but I'm not going to judge someone for what they did or the mistake they made, or like, I'm not going to like villainize her. I'm going to just stand by her decisions and if I think someone that I'm really close friends with did something super fucked up, maybe I would reconsider my friendship to them, but I would never tell their partner. I think that's how I would go about it. Telling your parents about your early stages of dating. I am team. I am team tell them, but my relationship with my parents is a lot different. It's like super close. Like I literally say anything in front of them and I don't care at all ever. Um, so for me, it's different. Um, like I would literally say anything to my parents. So for me, I guess it's a little different, but if you're uncomfortable, just wait until you're a little bit more serious with someone to like bring it up. Shoes inside the house. I'm team shoes inside the house. I live in a shoe on household in terms of my parents' house. My boyfriend and I are at odds with this one and it's really fucking annoying. I like to put my shoes on when I get my outfit on to see how it looks together. I don't like to put them on at the door. I do not trust people who are shoes off household people. I'm like, just vacuum, just vacuum. And they're like, there's piss and shit on your shoes and all these things. And I'm like, you're sitting on your bed in clothes that you just wore in the subway. Tell me how it's different. I get so heated about this one. I'm a shoes on, shoes on person through and fucking through. <laughs> the best season of Glee is season three. Indisputably, that's all I have to say on that. That's it. That's, that's it. Okay. Espresso martinis. Not for me. I literally don't listen. I don't like them. I don't think that they're good. I, I think I'm more of a sweet cocktail kind of girl. Like in, in a, in a perfect world, I'm having a pina colada everywhere I go. Like that to me is delicious. I would rather have wine than an espresso martini. If I'm going to have one, I would have to be with Kahlua or tequila at least. Um, okay. Skincare over makeup always for me. I don't know a time that I liked makeup more. I just love the process of doing skincare. I love how my skin feels with skincare on. I always just feel like makeup, sometimes like your makeup doesn't sit well on your face. And like when that happens, I just have a shit day. I am team skincare always. Okay, wait, I just heard this. Dink, dual income, no kids. Love it. Love it. Dink. I literally think it's so funny. Listen, I'm not a big fan of children. Like I, I'm not going to be mean to children like, if you have kids, I love you and you're probably an amazing parent. And I'm like, I just, I don't like kids. Like when I, I don't really like, I'm not good with kids either. I like babies a lot. Like I love a baby, like under two, I guess. When do they become a kid? Whenever they become a kid is when I'm like, I don't really like kids. And people get really mad about this on TikTok. They're like, you're, 
you're a kid hater. And I'm like, I'm not a kid. I just don't like kids. Like, I guess I don't have to. I think maybe I'll mature and get to a place where I like kids. But I like the dink because it's dual income, no kids. Like, for now, I'm no kids. Like, I don't think I could handle a kid. But I do love babies. Babies are the best. Like, babies are just so snuggly and sweet and cute. And, like, when I nannied, I nannied a baby from the time she was four months old to a year. And it was a dream. It was heaven. Like, she was heaven. I... I still see her mom post pictures of her on Instagram and I'm like, I literally miss this baby so much. I literally love a baby. Okay. Gender reveals. Again, this is another one where I'm like, why? But also like, if you want to do it, go for it. I don't know. I just feel like I would find out the gender and then just like tell everybody. Maybe that's not like climactic, but like in the event that like my child the sex that they're born isn't the gen is it like doesn't align with the gender or they're non-binary or they they're transgender or they just like aren't like I don't know I just think it's like I don't know I just think it's kind of odd I'm not like big against it like I don't really care if I see a gender reveal I'm like oh that's so cute like you're whatever but like for me I feel like once I find out the gender I'll just like tell the people in my life like oh we're having a boy girl whatever um personally I feel like I'm kind of a boy mom I feel like I would really want a daughter and like if I only had one kid it would almost have to be a daughter but I feel like I would be a good boy mom I feel like me and like some little boys like don't you guys see it I don't know tell me what you think tell me if you think I'm a girl mom or a boy mom um I think I could do either but yeah oh my god this one I've been wanting to talk about for a minute and I'm so glad you brought it up dopamine detoxes so it's this thing where for a week you don't listen to music you don't listen to podcasts you don't go on Instagram TikTok can't watch movies or TV (sighs) So I've been thinking about it a lot because I feel like, first of all, I feel influenced and pressured to do it. And I feel like guilty that I'm not doing it. Number one, I don't know. I spend so much time alone. I genuinely don't know if I could go without listening to music and podcasts. Like maybe that's a problem, but I don't think it is. I've never heard anyone say music is bad for you. Um, The TV movies thing wouldn't be hard for me at all. The social media thing, it would just have to be a time when I'm allowed to take a break. And right now I can't until well after the book comes out. Like the break I might be able to take is like after the tour, like a year from now. So maybe I would consider it then, but don't feel bad if you can't do a dopamine cleanse for whatever reason, or it's like not something that you feel like you want to do. I also don't really want to do it right now. I really need content and TV as an escape. Um, I've been thinking about like in little pockets over the summer, maybe pulling back from watching TV or movies or just like taking a break from podcasts and listening to them, but I'm not going to do a full cleanse. It's just not going to happen. Okay, the last one is red wine. And this person is telling me that they hate red wine. And to be honest, I'm a white wine drinker through and through. I much prefer white wine to red. But I don't dislike red wine. I actually really like it. I just, I could drink white wine like water. I think for me, red wine, I forget that like I like it almost. So I always opt for the white. Bottle, glass, whatever it's going to be, it's going to be white. But sometimes I'm like, oh, I can have red. Like red exists. And then I have it and really like it. So that's my take on that. Um... Okay, I think we're going to be done for now because I need to shower and get ready for surgery. And this was really nice. I really like just talking to you guys and hanging out and laughing and giggling. And please like DM me like, am I am I a boy mom or am I a girl mom? Like I need to know now what you guys perceived me as. Perception is wild. Um, But yeah, I love you so much. I hope you're doing well. I hope you're feeling good. I hope everything is as beautiful, stunning, gorgeous and perfect as as it always is for you. And I love you so much and I will see you next week. Let me know if you need anything. Bye.